Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Dear Workwives. I'm Adrian. And I'm Emily. And we're here to help you create work environments that just don't suck so much, you mm-hmm. know? I should have worn my shirt. Um, anyway, next week. Merch. <laughs> Our merch, merch. My merch. It says work cultures that don't suck. Yeah. I'm going to get one made in every color. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) So what's going on? What is going on? Uh, Nothing, really. I was, oh, it's almost uh, Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. So I'm about to have a four day weekend, which I'm very excited for that. It's Indigenous People's Day in the United States and realistically also Canada because that's what we should be observing. Um, So we're about to have after that, right? So. After it, yeah, a few weeks after. So, okay, yeah, we're like almost Halloween when this goes live. I need to like figure out when. You know what? Let me. I think it. I think we're almost like halfway to to Halloween when this goes live. I think it goes live on the eighteenth. So, oh, okay, okay, almost your birthday then. It will be almost my birthday. Yeek! Exciting. So exciting. Yeah. So that's you know, there's not much going on around here. It's we're we're living the fall dream. It's gorgeous here. I love that for you. You should come. I know. Lots going on over here. Uh, when we're recording this, I'm actually traveling today. So I'm I'm actually wearing jeans, Emily. I'm going to the airport, but I'm wearing jeans. And I want to say this is the one thing that I really appreciate about the Gen Z, like, baggy jean um, trend is that they're way more comfortable than, like, wearing skinny jeans or something on an airplane. Yeah. I would never. I remember last episode, I was like, I'm wearing jeans right now. They were, they were comfortable. Yeah. They were baggier and they were comfortable for sure. So yeah. these are comfortable. Like they're soft and they're like not tight on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe jeans weren't the problem. Maybe it was like skinny jeans. Skinny jeans. I know the problem is going to be what shoes are we wearing in winter with these baggy jeans in Canada? Sneakers. No, I can't wear sneakers in the winter, Adrian. There's oh. like four feet of snow outside. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I have, I have winter boots on. I don't on. know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. Because <laughs> I've never lived that life. Even when I've been in cold environments, sneakers were still appropriate. So, right. or like, yeah, because I wasn't like trudging through the snow. Exactly. <laughs> so is that what you guys do? Like you have to like walk through the snow a lot? Yeah. Oh, a lot. So do you need snow boots? I have snow boots. Yeah. I have like um calf like tall calf high Sorels winter boots. They have So can we put those on? I feel like we could put those under the baggy jeans. But then no? but then the bottom so oh my gosh, you are so not a cult. So this was the problem with the flare. The jeans will get you have to tuck the jeans you in. You have to tuck the jeans in because when we were children all wearing flare jeans, you would wear them out and then the bottoms get wet and then it slowly starts climbing up the jean and then they freeze. Because <laughs> it's so cold outside, and then they freeze like a bell shape and then in class they start thawing and dripping on the floor stop no okay yeah they need to be tucked in i have had the issue in florida with the bell-bottom jeans or just like baggy jeans where they get too wet on the bottom like if it's rained or something and then you're stepping on them and they're wet and then it starts to like creep up yeah but it that's where the problem ends right it's never been like 
Oh, it refreezes and then it gets and then it's yeah. thawing and then it's dripping. Right. No, never had any of that. So. No. And like they don't fit under snow pants. Like you can't I can't wear these baggy okay. jeans so under my snow pants. The baggy jeans. We're tucking the baggy jeans into the boots. I don't I'm think wearing so. leggings is what I'm wearing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think you wear leggings. Yeah. And if I have to go out and do and do something where I want to be wearing denim, it it can't be on a day where I have to trudge through the snow also. Because I don't trudge okay. through the snow every day, you know. If, this, if the right. plows have been out, I can, I'm fine. Yeah, it's just, I, I already have, like, flashbacks to being a, a youth wearing these style of pants and how awful they were in the winter. <laughs> so skinny jeans obviously work better for that. But yes. But really, leggings I'm wearing leggings. Way more comfortable. I'm wearing leggings, for yeah. sure. I'm not wearing skinny jeans. I'm like, yeah. it, you get the same. I never understood this. Okay, when it came to skinny jeans versus leggings, um, how like leggings are not appropriate be, like to wear. Like you have to have your butt covered. It's the same shape and thin material as <laughs> yeah. skinny jeans. So I never understood why skinny jeans were acceptable, but leggings were not when it came to like, like the length of your leggings, shirt. But they're blue. But they're blue. <laughs> And a, and have a hard waistband. So no, it's a no for me. Yeah. Yeah. So also somebody's like wearing a, now that's the style. I mean, maybe this is not the style, but I always try to like have something oversized covering my, my butt anyways, if I'm wearing leggings. I mean, jeans. like I try, but I don't yeah. always succeed, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because also I can't have this massive, huge oversized sweater under my winter coat. Oh, I don't think it's a whole different world me. up here. I know. I don't think it's for me. It no, I don't think it like is. So bathroom. I don't think you're going to enjoy living in Colorado. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to summer there. Okay. That's fair. Well, this really yeah. changes things for me, you know? I know. Winter is a whole other beast in terms of what to wear, Clothing. you know? I, the wardrobe as a Canadian that I need to carry is so massive that I have to empty my drawers and closets of summer clothes and winter. Like I have to physically take things out and swap them. I mean, I don't have a big closet. Don't get me wrong. But the clothes that I uh, under my bed in like a, a storage oh. box or actually oh. I'll have like another James has like his you know, a little tiny closet and I like take things out and put them in there. That's where his keeps his work uniforms. Um, yeah. I. Like, I will wear a piece of clothing in the summer and will not even think of it. Think, remember its existence until the next summer because I have a completely different wardrobe from season to season. Wow. Yeah. Do you find that you tend to buy more like classic things then versus trendy things? Because it seems expensive. It's very expensive. When people come around with like, this is what's in this year. I'm like, I haven't worn my boots in six months and they're fine. I'm not getting new boots just because right, like not a slightly like different heels boots. and style this year. You know? Yeah. I don't care. Like yeah, I will wear. You already have to buy like, you know, multiple right. seasons worth of clothing. Yeah. That don't really transfer from season to season. So I'm not buying new clothes every season just because the last ones went out of style. Right. Or like, you know, how every every year there's a new white sneaker that's like the it sneaker. I can't keep no. up with that. My white sneaker will go away and it will come back out in March, April. So, yeah, it's fine. 
I mean, I've been like, I really like sneakers lately, but I still don't wear them that often. And probably because it's so hot here that I usually just end up wearing like flip flops when I walk out of the house. Like I just wear sandals. And so most of the shoes that I have in my wardrobe, I feel like similarly, I only wear like a couple times or if I'm actually going somewhere Mm -hmm. where I've put together an outfit, you know, like out for a mom's dinner or to, you know, like I'm not getting dressed and maybe that's my problem. It's like, I'm not getting dressed. Yeah. Ever. No. (laughs) Same on that. Like I'm always just like sliding out the house and my sandals are right there by the door. And so I put them on, but it's not like a full outfit. No, never. No. Jean I mean, shorts, all I do tees. is go pick up my child. I pick up my kid from the sto- from school. Mm-hmm. I go to the store, some like the grocery store, yeah. and then I go to like Target for some things. Yeah. But those are really the only destinations that I have, mm-hmm. which is sad. Or well, delightful. Or delightful. Gratitude. I think that's great. Yeah. The fact that you get to go to Target and tra- Trader Joe's is great. I think you should enjoy that. But today I'm going to the airport. Yes. Next week I'm also going to the airport. So, no. you know. None of those flights are taking you here. It's really criminal. It's problematic. Really. I know. I, know. I, don't, I have words of frustration, just so you know. I'll keep them to myself. Because you're allowed to just do wanted to things. update you on the Halloween costume situation right. over here yeah. as we yeah. get closer to Halloween. Um, we've rotated through a lot of ideas. Kit, yeah. Kit has, you know. Yeah. First, it was Elsa. She was going pretty strong on that. Then she switched over to Rapunzel, which was going to be great for me because we already have a Rapunzel costume. I was like, yeah, you can be Rapunzel. That'll be a great idea. So I was really trying to push that one. Um, then she. I don't know, decided she wanted to be a skeleton. And I thought that was a good one too, because then the whole family could be skeletons. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Love it. Um, well, then she wanted Monsters, Inc. because she was watching that movie. So she was going to be Boo with the little so pigtails cute. and we were going to be the monsters. So cute. Quickly moved away from that. Now she wants to be a blankie, like a blanket. Right. Yes, I have heard this. Update. Mm-hmm. And that's where we stand. So that's tragic for me in Florida because what am I going to do? Wrap her up in a blanket? Yeah. Give her a sandwich board with a blanket on each side? Yeah. It sounds great to me. <laughs> sounds free to me. <laughs> I just spent 50 bucks I mean, on Oakley's Halloween true. costume. So. And I haven't even gotten Lila's yet. Yeah, he's uh-huh. the Red Ranger. He wants to be the Red Ranger yeah. from Power Rangers. So. Although. <laughs> This this year, for the first time ever, the new season of Power Rangers, the Red Ranger is a girl. Because that's the lead. That's the lead Ranger, right? Red Ranger's always in charge. It's a girl now. Oh. So I'm like, yay! But it's fine. And he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's he like Red know. Ranger's in charge, so he wants to be red. So I anyway. get it. We do. Well, keep us updated because I don't think the blanky thing is really going to fly. Like, I don't think that's what's going to stick. We need to influence her. So let's send her some other pictures and influence her. I know. Her friend, I, we went to dance class this week and her friend was asked her, what are you going to be for Halloween? And, or no, I asked her friend, I said, what are you going to be for Halloween? And she says, I'm going to be a princess. And I was like, oh, so cute. And then the, she said, what are you going to be asking kids? A blankie. And I was like, oh my God. She's so cute though. So cozy of you. But... Just 
Just so hot. Just really hot. That's a great Halloween costume for here, though. Because usually we have to wear our snowsuits under our Halloween costume. So, like, how do you even represent a blankie without, like, do I just, like, wrap her up in one and then people are going to know she's a blank? No, no one's going to know. People are going to think she's a burrito. Yeah, or, like, you didn't put a, get her a costume, so. <laughs> yeah. Just tell her she's going to look like a ghost, so she should pick something else. Okay. You know? Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. I'll report back on yeah. where we land. But... I know. I'm really invested in this journey. I need to know. Shall we story? Yes. And before we get into it, I just want to say that someone submitted a really good comment, of, and I totally get them, of like, can we timestamp when the stories start versus so that if they're in a they rush. Hate. No, no. She's like, if we're just oh. in a rush, and she's like, the value the value you give is so good, and I, I want to get Sometimes I just want to get to that part. And I totally respect that. So it's a nice I'm, way of saying you guys are really boring. But yeah. No, I don't think so. I'm going to I'm gonna take the positive spin. It's like, you know, I don't always have an hour to listen to a podcast. Sometimes I want to get to the value of it. So the meat. So I'm going to start timestamping our podcasts where the uh, stories start. Okay. In the show notes. Kind of you. I thought so. I mean, I just feel like, you know, that's... I want to chit chat and I don't want to lose listeners. So this, I think is a happy, a happy compromise. You know, I agree. I wanted to talk about one thing before we story. Okay. So I saw this post from this guy who like is in the internet marketing world and had a webinar recently and everyone was talking about it. Okay. His name is Alex Hermosi. Do you know this name? No. So not everyone talking about it. Not everyone who matters unless maybe this is a good thing. So. Yeah. Well, he has a book called My New Book, $100 Million Leads is now live. Like, he has a very successful business. I think he makes a lot of money, whatever. I don't care. Um, But he posted this thing, which I just wanted to comment on because I just want to say choose your mentors wisely. Yes. Thousand percent. Could not agree more. (laughs) He said, I'm sure this will piss people off. Yeah, me. Um, he said, you don't need a weekend. The concept is barely 100 years <gasps> I hate old. Him. It's, a modern, it's a modern invention. What you really need is work you don't need a weekend from. You'd Ugh. be amazed how much faster you get to your goals when you don't go backwards 104 days per year. Contrary to what the mediocre masses will tell you, weekends can also be for work. Mediocre masses? I He is dead to me. That is so triggered. harmful. I'm so triggered right now. And I have actually been trying to remove that word from my vocabulary because I think I overuse it. Uh, I am like so triggered. That is the most harmful, terrifying, horrible mm-hmm. advice I have ever heard anyone give in my entire life. Two entrepreneurs. Two entrepreneurs. Right? Like, yeah, like in, the, in this business space. Yeah, which to me is problematic for a multitude of reasons right like number one because burnout mental breakdown suicide rates it's an epidemic it's an epidemic especially in the entrepreneurial space like we don't need more people thinking oh i just need to work weekends and then i'll be able to hit my goals like because it also is not true right like working more does not necessarily 
necessarily help you reach your goals. I would actually argue the opposite, right? Like you need, the, you know, the clockwork philosophy of start removing yourself so that you're not the bottleneck. Start using that free time to come up with better ideas. You know, like you need that design time. You need to be the visionary. You don't need to be working, 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 working in order to reach your goals. Right. And if this is the message we're preaching to entrepreneurs, what do you think they're going to create in terms of the cultures that they have for their team members, right? If the expectation is that I work every weekend and every waking minute of my day, well, that means I'm probably going to push my team members a hell of a lot harder too, right? Yeah. And it's just not, it's not the world I want to live in. It's honestly very sad to me that this person has such a sad life that like work is the only thing that you would like to do with your hours. I hate it. I hate oh. him. I'm not in the cult. So I can, I can say like, I don't, I don't like him. I think that's, I don't have to be politically correct and say like, oh, no, no, no. it's like, no, this is, I don't know him. Horrible advice. From this statement, I don't, I don't like him. And I, I think it's, I mean, it's obviously meant to trigger us. Like even say contrary to the mediocre masses will tell you, you know, like trying to build this cult where you feel like you're a part of something that's not mediocre. The other people are yeah. mediocre, but if this you is want to N be like me, what's that LPN or NPL or LPZ or NLP NLP <laughs> this is like reverse psychology like honestly I pretty dangerous so dangerous. it's honestly so dangerous because like for example at clockwork we have a lot going on right now and some of it was time sensitive um so this weekend I put in a couple hours on Saturday and Sunday just to kind of you know, sometimes I get in these moods where I'm like, if I can just bang these few things out, I'm going to be setting myself up for success. You know, I'm like, these are above and beyond tasks. They're out of the, the norm and they just need to get done. So I will, yeah. I will put in hours like on a Friday night or on the weekend because I just want to get it done. And let me tell you, it sucks <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> like I, yeah. Like when I like wake up on a Saturday or Sunday morning and think, okay, you know, I, I want to try to put three to four hours of work in. And I also want to go for a, a walk because I'm a walker and I want to play a game with my kids. And like, I have a chapter, I want to read a couple chapters. That's the whole day gone. And then I cry. So yeah. I just cannot subscribe to any, anyone who thinks like that is how life should be lived. Right. Life should life. I, what is the least amount possible that I can work and still hit my goals and uh, have joy? Mm -hmm. That's my goal. <laughs> so like, you know, part of what he's saying is like, how can you build work that you enjoy? And like that, yeah, kudos. Like I agree, I love my how job. can you build, how can you create work that you actually enjoy? But that does not mean that you need to overwork just because you like your work. I would actually say that if you overwork, even on work that you like, you will end up hating that work, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you're going to resent it. And the time like it the takes. Cake. Yes. It's like the chocolate cake from Matilda, right? Like when you, I like chocolate cake, but when I'm forced to eat a whole chocolate cake, I don't like it so much anymore. You know, no. like I don't want any more. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I just think it's really dangerous advice. I and so I just wanted to share that like that triggered me and obviously it triggered I me. I think pounding. you should 
just be mindful of who you listen to, you know, even yeah. if they're successful, that does not mean that that's the path that you should follow. Um, yes. I just saw a clip of like Matthew McConaughey wrapping his children's book on Jimmy Fallon. And one of the lines was like, just because you're winning, just because you won doesn't mean you're right or something like that. Or doesn't mean you did it right. And I'm like, it was actually, I really want to buy this book because I think it has a lot of good messages. But anyway, I was just like, dang. No. I also love that he knew the whole children's book. I know. I'm going to try to find the link. I'll put it in the show notes because the whole message I'll everyone just, should listen I'll to. Just because. just because. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded incredible. But anyway, I think if that's, if that's how you want to live. Yeah, he has kids. Lots of cute kids. Oh. Yeah. How many kids? I lots. I don't know. He's hot and his wife's hot, oh. so I would imagine lots. I thought you said lots, so I thought like, oh wow, you know, I don't know like a couple. Many. I don't know. Like I, okay. I feel like I've seen cool. some like, like him with a gaggle of kids, and they're just like right. genetically perfect. And I, yeah, him and his wife. So I'll, I'll Google it after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if if that's how you want to live your life, like sure, but like do not don't don't like tell people that's the only way. No, because it's not. It's not. It's definitely not. So. Sounds very unhealthy. Yeah. We'll see where he's at in a few years in terms of his mental health. Right? Like, I hope you got a therapist or on like dial. he has children or something that, you know, makes him realize that there is more to life than just your work. Yeah. Or like, or literally anything. It, like, yes, children, but like a hobby, a pet. Yeah. A, a, the experience of other. traveling the world or help volunteering mm-hmm. your time. And making a difference yeah. in more ways than just like ge- generating a million dollars. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into these stories before I. Okay. My eyes start twitching. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it's already twitching. Perfect. Yeah. You want me to read it? Sure. Go for it. I okay. like you're the story this reader. This one is from Vicious Cycle. And they say, I have a staff member who is wonderful. They're good at their job. You can trust them with any project. They have tons of experience. Clients love them. All around good human. They're very anxious about losing their job. Once again, they are wonderful. We love having them on the team, but they always think that I'm going to fire them. They will send me text messages saying things like, sorry, I'm a disaster, or you can get rid of me when it suits you. I always assure them that they're doing a good job and they're valued on our team. I meet up with them and let them know what is going well and how they can improve, try to hype them up. Additionally, as a result of this lack of confidence in their role and place on this team, they overwork. They have no boundaries. They will be working at midnight, skipping meals to work to the point that they're literally balled up on the floor crying because they're exhausted and stressed, which leads me to institute a boundary for them and send them home which makes them feel like they're going to get fired, Mm. which leads them to overworking and on and on we go. I've taken things off their plate, given them permission to leave when the day is over, insisted they leave when the day is over, made a rule that no one can work after a certain time, etc. I'm out of ideas on how to support them. I can't keep being the person who institutes boundaries for them. Their lack of boundaries for work isn't stopping them for from good work but it is stopping them from feeling and being their best in the office and their life and i imagine they could do even better work if they weren't always overworked how can i help them feel valued and embrace life work life balance that we all need did you write this Ooh, about me so doozy <laughs> did you submit this story this is my submission no no i'm not this bad no i promise i, I definitely used to be um 
I like I am this person or was this person. This person still lives so inside of me. So what can you offer that has worked for you? Because you don't do this anymore. But this person no. lives inside of me and I have to have conversations with them every day to like chill out, you know? Yeah, um, so I would say like, are there things that I did as a leader or were there things yeah. that you did as an individual that could help this person? Okay, so the number one thing that has worked in this scenario. And I've, we've actually advised other, I've advised other clients, clockwork clients to do the same thing is like having the tough love conversation of like you acting like this is going to be the thing that gets you fired. Right. Like the only thing that would ever get you fired is continuing to play into this cycle. And if this cycle doesn't break, I'm going to have to let you go because it's a detriment to the team and the company culture. So everything that yeah. you're afraid, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Everything that you're afraid of, you're actually making come true by refusing to like listen to the words that I'm saying, the words that are coming out of my mouth, and instead listening to the lies that your brain is telling you. Because mm-hmm. you have said to me before, like, you know, in my early days when I was like a psycho, you have said like, <laughs> did, you have said like, has... Has anyone ever said that to you? Like, what words are we saying to you? Mm-hmm. Or versus what stories are you making those words mean? Right. That's so, great advice. I think this is think like having the, the toughest conversation love. with the, with that person. Yeah. Um, about that, right? Like the self fulfilling prophecy. Like you are like you are not going to get fired for doing a poor job because you do an excellent job, right? Like yeah. you are excellent at your job. I have the utmost trust and faith and support for you. I value you. And you're creating this self fulfilling prophecy by yeah. acting like this, thinking that I'm always gonna fire you. And so how can you get support for that? Right. Yeah. Like it's it's not me, yeah. but maybe you need to see a counselor or go to a therapist or work on some of that stuff from mm-hmm. a personal standpoint, because yeah, that's not necessarily just going to go away. You're obviously having these feelings, right? but I can't continue to institute new rules for everyone or boundaries that, because yeah. you can't hold them for yourself. Like you have to do that, or that is going to be the thing that gets you fired. Yeah. Not you should do more and have no boundaries so that you don't get fired. It's actually the opposite. Right. Like if you continue to essentially like live against the values and culture that we're trying to create here, that is grounds for termination. Because like the most important right. thing for me like, is creating a culture that of XYZ. And if you cannot live into that, then I can't have you here. And right. Like you're right now you're creating a culture of overwhelm stress yeah like the anxiety of am i doing a good enough job yeah yeah Yeah. and it's you know it's the same you know it's not it's also not a cut and dry situation like there will be times maybe when we need to work later we need to everyone needs to like put in a little extra and and that's not what we're talking about we're talking about the day-to-day creating this false urgency and this false anxiousness for the entire team because that permeates like to- like a toxic smoke you know like you can't other people see that and even they're either going to see that and think this person is 
It's just they're never going to see that and think, oh, this is great for this is great news for me that someone is <laughs> frantic over here, you know? Yeah. So the other thing I'll add is p- potentially in that conversation, like if uh, clarifying and defining like really clear expectations of like what yeah. is excelling in this role or what is meeting expectations in this role, maybe they already know that or maybe they don't but you know that could give them maybe a tangible like are you doing these things like are you meeting these expectations then you're doing amazing right so let's mm-hmm. not overdo it like there should be no reason that you think you're doing a terrible job when you are meeting and exceeding my expectations you know um so maybe having something more tangible for them to hold on to and to also recognize maybe you even need to just clarify like when it's beyond like when it's too much in terms of expectations and like Mm -hmm. now you're outside of my expectations which I don't want maybe they need like more structure around that which would help them kind of settle some of their own anxiety about like I constantly need to be doing more 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 even though I'm meeting the expectations yeah like well if you're meeting the expectations why can't you stop (laughs) you know like why can't you go home yeah and most organizations Why am I curled up in a ball. Right. There's always going to be more to do. Always, you know? Um, but you cannot let that consume you or you will end up like this. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Tough conversations okay. because you're gonna have to tell them the thing that they are most afraid of hearing. That, that there is going to get fired, that they are going to get fired. You know, like this is the conversation that this person is terrified of here. Of, these are the words that are going to, but it's like, they need to understand that actually is a possibility in this specific scenario and only in this specific scenario. So stop yeah. creating this scenario for yourself. Right. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Please give us an update too. I want to hear updates when yeah, we, this one's we, mandatory. Uh, share these stories please okay next one can my employer fire me for not wearing a bra (laughs) okay i'll I'll hear this okay i haven't worn a bra in five years i either free nip it or wear a cami or tank under my clothing for an added layer this hasn't been an issue with previous employers as there was typically a thicker short on top for uniform or Yeah, they wore uniforms in previous work cultures where we weren't customer facing and typically working alone. So no one noticed. I recently started a new job, my first office job. The dress code doesn't list anything about undergarments except that straps can't be showing. Could I legally be required or fired for not wearing a bra? Side note, I typically wear a cardigan. So if it's extra chilly, I can hide any unfortunate nipple outlines. So A, it sounds like this person has not, like, have they had, uh, someone told them you have to wear a bra or is she just... Planning no, I for think a worst case scenario. Like, they read the dress code and they're maybe nervous because, you know, yeah. like, oh, under, it doesn't say anything about undergarments. It just sounds like yeah. she's now in a first, her first office, like more professional kind of corporate-y right. office job and noticing maybe that everyone else wears bras and she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> um. Mm- I don't know. I think technically, depending on the state that you're in, like in Florida, I could fire you for anything. So technically, I could fire you for that. But I don't think most people are going to fire you for that. (laughs) 
I think you're creating a problem where there isn't one yet, you know, like in your head, you're like, oh my God, can I get fired for that? But like, no one's said anything to you yet. If someone does say anything to you, I think that's where I would go back to the policy, which states that no straps can be showing, but no straps are showing. So if they (laughs) need to change the policy, then that's their, you know, that's on them. But But can you change, can you have a a policy that like, is only someone to wear a bra <laughs> yeah that requires them to wear a bra like it has to do with your body because for some people wearing a bra versus not wearing a bra like it not wearing a bra is a non-issue for some people you'd never know like me yeah whereas like you can you, you'll tell if i'm not wearing a bra right so it's <laughs> <laughs> also i could never not wear a bra i cannot even yeah. imagine walking outside of my house without a bra on like could never be me um but to I feel each like their person is probably more like me. Right. Then I don't think that there's anything. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this. No. And honestly, are they going to start banning goosebumps if we're cold? Like, who cares if you can see a nipple? Right. Like, it's a. Like, it's a. You can see my nipple through my bra. Yeah. You can see my nipple through <laughs> my bra. Like, I just don't understand. I mean,. To each their own. I, like you said, in some states, you can fire someone for whatever reason you want. Um, but I don't think that they can force you to implement undergarments as part of a dress code. Also, like most of the bras that I wear are like just like very thin, like, like almost, a cami, like a shelf bra. Like you a know? cami. Like yeah. It's like um. Like a bralette. Yeah, like it's it's not even like a real bra. <laughs> like right. it doesn't have any support. It doesn't have any underwire. So you absolutely, like if my nipples get cold, like you can still see it through the shirt because there's yeah. not really much. It's just like a slight layer of support, but it's not. Right. It's not like a real bra even. So I just feel like there's no way for them to even know and ask you about this in an appropriate right. way. No. Because for all they know, you could be wearing a bra and it's just a very thin bra or something, yeah. you know? like I think this person is creating a problem where there isn't one, to be honest. Yeah. And unfortunately, not wearing a bra is, you know, an, is can be, I think some people view that as like a radical thing. And the only way to change that is yeah. by more people just not wearing bras. So do you. Right. But just don't yeah. make it, you don't right. make a deal out of it. Just don't, just... There's no, there's nothing Just to talk about here, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. All right. Last story. Okay. I was told to say business decision instead of layoff. Hmm. Did we do Did we do this already or no? No. Have I just read it so many times? I think that... you read it so many times, yeah. Okay. My department was given a budget for which we needed to cut a certain number of people whose salaries would add up to the to at least that number for cost savings. Oh, excellent. Yikes. Depending on seniority, it would come out to one to three people. I am not the department head, but I am the unofficial second in command, which is how I know this. Despite having just given them a very positive performance review, one of my reports was selected to be let go as part of this cost savings. I was instructed by both the department head and HR not to use the word layoff and simply say, This was a business decision in the conversation where I notified this employee. Isn't this scenario essentially the definition of a layoff? Wondering the reasoning behind that request. (laughs) 
since it's literally a layoff. Yeah, it's a lay. I don't understand. Are they trying to save face and and not be a company that re- was required to do layoffs? Right. Like maybe they're trying to, yeah, something with PR or potentially with severance. investors. Like usually with a layoff, you also give a severance package. So maybe with like a business decision. Right. They're like kind of lumping it into you're not performing. Like a restructure, you know. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're restructuring the team. I've heard that one a lot. When I think it's really... Semantics, if you ask me. It's like... Semantics. It's annoying that they're specifically asked. Like, it's actually really fishy to me that they're specifically asking you not to use that word. Like, it makes me think that, yeah, it's either like, a PR thing or a legal thing of them trying to save, create more cost savings and maybe something they would have to pay or do if this was technically a layoff versus like this was a business decision. Like maybe it makes them, maybe it's an ego thing. Like maybe it makes them feel better about themselves. Like, oh, this was just a business decision versus a layoff. Right. Um, Because I feel like the easiest pill for me to swallow would actually be getting laid off. Then I'm like, oh, it has nothing to do with, like, my work per se. It's the company's struggling. So, which I guess would have something to do with my work. But it's like some of those factors are out of your control. So just getting laid off because the economy sucks. It's like, okay. But getting let go because of, like, a business decision means you you specifically chose me as someone you don't value versus a, a mass or, like, a sweep layoff. You know what I mean? It feels more personal this way. Yeah, so like why say that to the people? Right. When usually you want the conversation, especially if this person just got like a positive performance review. I can understand from this person's perspective why they're uncomfortable like having this conversation with their direct report. Yeah. And just gave them like a glowing performance review and now they have to tell them this is a business decision versus saying it's a layoff. Like that would be really uncomfortable as a manager. Yeah. Would you, what would you do if you were this person's manager? Would you, would you defy HR and just tell them like, I would say if you want, wink, wink, it's a layoff, but like, I would say (laughs) if you want me to lie in this meeting, then I, it's above my pay grade and my manager can do it. Yeah. I like that approach. Or like, you can be there and do it. Yeah. And if I'm the unofficial, oh, wait, hold on. If I'm not the department head and I'm the unofficial second in command, then I'm not even having this meeting. Someone else. Yeah, it's like it's one of their reports, but they're not officially. That would be like, just for specifics, it's not anything personal, but that would be like Gabby letting go some someone. It's like, that's not her. It's her report, yeah. but that's not her. Her job is not that. That's my yeah, job or your job. job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I would be like, no, I'm not doing this. If you want to do this and you want to word salad it, then... It's going to the to the department head. Right. Okay, bye. I agree. <laughs> and they yeah, can... HR, the department head, needs to do the business decision firing. Because then what if they say, if it, they come back and say, oh, am I getting laid off then? You're, just, you're supposed to lie to them? And say, yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's a business decision. It's a business decision. So how, yeah. what if they ask you to be like, well, what's the difference between that and a layoff? Well, it's I a, don't know. Yeah, it's a business decision <laughs> to lay me off. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> Got it. Got it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. What is my severance package for this right. layoff? Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't know. It seems weird. I wouldn't do it personally because above my pay grade. Yeah. Be like, sounds like the department head needs to do that. Yeah. Cool. Well. Or someone needs to explain to me why we're using the word business business decision decision instead of layoff. Yeah. What are other words I can use? How do I clarify what that means when they come back and ask me questions? You know? Because they're going to. Because it makes no sense. It's confusing. For real. Yeah. All right. That's all the stories we got today. That's it. That's all. I will. That's it. That's all. Please go follow our podcast on whatever podcast listener you're using Mm -hmm. so that every week you can see when the new episodes come out. Yep. Would also love for you to share this episode with someone else if you found it entertaining, helpful, useful, something that needs to be talked about more, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you have a story, we would love for you to submit it. You can go to dearworkwives.com. Tell us what's going on in your business world so we can share it with others and give you some feedback. Yeah. So that's it. Okay. We'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.